0: And here we are for Chapter 2 of a special study on Genesis 6. Well, we started with Genesis 6. Andrew will let us know where we're going uh, for on this lesson as we continue on with our study. We want to thank you. If you didn't catch our first episode on this particular study, you can find it on truewisdom.buzzsprout.com. And you'll be able to find our previous lesson as well as our previous episodes. We want to thank you for joining us again today. And why do we look for true wisdom, Andrew? We look for true wisdom because ultimately it is the wisdom
1: of Christ that we need for salvation. And Here's what the Bible tells us about true wisdom. Proverbs 9, 9, and 10. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 9, 9, and 10.
0: Excellent. Now, we're going to go ahead and have prayer and dive right into the lesson. Okay.
1: Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the privilege of studying it. We thank you for helping us to understand it. And we pray that you will give us wisdom, that you will give us understanding, and that we will rightly divide your words of truth today. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. So we studied previously um, Genesis 6, 1 to 8. Uh, We Mm -hmm. did a whole lesson on the multitude of information that was kept in there, and we were able to determine a couple of things. Um, Yes, we were. We spoke about who the sons of God uh, actually referred to. Mm -hmm. We spoke about the Lord numbering man's days at 120 years. Mm -hmm. We spoke about giants in the land, that's in verse 4 of Genesis 6, and the union of the sons of God and the daughters of man and what they created. We also spoke about God's emotion, God's love for us, and God's understanding and how that relates to our understanding and our being able to relate to God's understanding. Right. And then we also spoke yeah, was... about grace.
1: Yes, right? So there is a lot in there. And I didn't anticipate that we would take that long to cover it. But in retrospect, yes, there's a lot in there. And it's important because all of those things, verses 1 through 8, set the tone for 9 onward. Right? We don't always read them that way. Every time we start the story of the flood, we start at verse 9. <laughs> but the truth is, the need for the flood, the what brought about everything, is in verses 1, 2, and 3.
0: Right. Right, it explains a lot of uh, moving forward.
1: Uh, Yeah, and it sets before us. It it explains why the conditions were so bad. When we get more detail in the story of Lot than we do about the story of Noah, but Jesus says, as it was in the days of Lot and Noah. So Jesus equates those two times. And so then you have to look, okay, what am I missing in the one story that I get that's kind of obvious in the other story?
0: All right. Okay. So you wanted to start at verse 9?
1: Yes, we're going to start at verse 9, and we're going to move faster through this because there are certain things that we want to dig into and certain things that we're just going to make notes of. Okay, so um, let's start at verse
0: 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Verse 12 And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God Hold said, a Okay. Um,
1: so, what do we see in verses 11 and 12?
0: It talks deeply about the corruption in earth.
1: Right, which, which was referenced in verses 5 and 6. Um, but we see another lesson in verse, in verse um, 12. It says, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. So Moses is taking pains here to show that God investigated. He didn't just take it as a given. It wasn't just an assertion. It wasn't, he, he investigated. He probed. He looked. And lo and behold, it was corrupt. And it's important because every time God goes to do major dealing, he checks, right? This doesn't undermine his foreknowledge or his omniscience. It doesn't do any of that. It, it helps us to understand that he didn't do it on a whim. He didn't do it on hearsay. He wasn't predisposed to feeling that way. He checks. Right. Okay.
0: All right. And verse 13 and God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it, make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. That is a big ark. And the window, a window shall, okay, you want to pause there? No, finish, um, 16, finish 16. A window shalt thou make of the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third story shalt thou make it. Okay, so this tells us a, a number of things, right? These are, these are things we can
1: derive when we get information. God instructs. Every time there's, there's some furniture of salvation, the ark, the sanctuary, whenever there's furniture related to salvation, God does not leave it to man to guess how it should be made. God gives people a pattern or instruction.
0: That would be two arcs, by the way. The Ark and the Ark of the Covenant Say again the Ark and the well, Ark of the well,
1: Covenant right well, the whole sanctuary right the the Ark the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the the Noah's Ark, but the whole sanctuary of which the Ark of the Covenant was part of, again, he elaborated on every last bit of that, Moses did not take creative license in the sanctuary, he followed the instructions now. God investigates in verse 12 um, and, you know, verse 11, he's getting reports on how corrupt things are. Verse 12, he investigates. Verse 13, he tells Noah, I performed an investigation and I'm going to take care. I'm going to destroy everything, right? So here, go make this ark. Here's what you need to do with it. Here are the dimensions. and, um, And then I'm going to, you know, destroy everything. There are three stories. And each story is, is no more than 30 cubits, um, 10 cubits high, right? Because the, the full height is 30 cubits. A cubit is 18 inches. So 10 cubits, right, is 10 by 18, right? foot and a half, um, not a foot and a half, yeah, yeah, a foot and a half. So um, we would be talking 15 feet. So he made every floor 15 feet high. So everything that had to be in the ark was 15 feet and below. <laughs> that's, that's the conclusion we can come to.
0: Right.
1: Okay. 17.
0: And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life, from under heaven and from, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. Of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing on the earth after its his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And thou shalt, excuse me, and Verse twenty one, and take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be food it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did mm-hmm. Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Okay. Um two two points. Uh
1: in verse thirteen, the Lord says, Behold, I will destroy them with the earth right uh the earth here is represented as being destroyed by the flood and and peter talks about it jude talks about it the earth wasn't disintegrated but because it's it so substantially changed and was inhospitable to life for a period of time when in fact it was designed for life it was called destroyed so even though that the orb continued to exist it was in a very um, inhospitable state for a time. It was and destroyed. It, it was considered destroyed. Yeah, right. And likewise, um, likewise, it will be destroyed again at the end by fire. But God will again renovate it. So we we need to understand that when it's destroyed by fire, it's not going to be obliterated. Right. In the same way that it was destroyed by water, but not obliterated. Right. Okay, that's important, and it'll come up in later lessons that we do. There's so many little things that you have to to look at. Okay, one more thing in here. Um, I looked at the word in verse 18. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark. The word, the root word, the Hebrew word there, can be translated as come or go. It is interesting that the translators use come. Right? From a totally linguistic standpoint, you'd be inclined to say go. Thou shalt go into the ark around right. thy son. Right. Right? Um, but <laughs> but if you think about the fact that they were going to be saved, where would God have to be?
0: Within the ark.
1: Within the ark. Right? In the ark of the covenant, sanctuary, where is God? Inside the sanctuary, over the mercy seat. That's where God is represented as being, okay? In in Psalm 91, we go to him for refuge. He is our refuge and strength. He is, um, we hide under his wing. He that abideth under the shadow of the Almighty. These are all of the um, references and metaphors that are used in the Bible. So when there is danger, it's not like God puts us in something and keeps us safe. We're like the the three Hebrew young men where we're in the fire, and God is in the fire.
0: There is no saving apart from God.
1: There's no saving apart from God. And, and let's be clear. Let's be clear. Genesis 6.22 says something important, reiterated in Hebrew. Thus did Noah, according to all that commanded him, so did he. The thing that saved Noah was his obedience to God, not the awesomeness of the ark that he built. Because if someone else had decided, you know what, I'm hedging my bets on this Noah business, so I'm going to build me an ark, just like he's building an ark, I'll build it over here, but I'll wait and see if I need to use it. I'm not going in his. I'll be stuck with him and animals and all that foolishness. I'm just going to build mine over here, and I'll wait and see. If someone else had chosen to build an ark, that ark is going to be destroyed in minutes. Because it wasn't the ark that saved Noah. It was... The salvation came of God. It's only because he followed the instructions and God told him this is the method that I'm going to use to save you and God protected him in the method that God decided. Not because the ark was so awesome. Because if you look at what happened to the planet and the fact that mountain ranges were destroyed and the fountains of the deep were broken up and all sorts of things were hurled all over the place, it's not because of the awesomeness of the ark.
0: Right, right,
1: right, and 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 this is important because within within Christianity, obedience is so downplayed. Right, as soon as you say obedience, people think Phariseeism or legalism, and legalism is the idea that God owes me because I matched His requirements. Right. right, that's what legalism is. I did all of this stuff. I've done all of this from my youth up. I've done all of this, therefore.
0: I'm You've worthy, of right, I'm worthy of the reward. Exactly,
1: I'm worthy of the reward. I'm saying I passed the test, I need my A, okay? But what, what the Lord is saying to us is, I have saved you by my grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And if you look carefully at how it's rendered in this passage, Noah found grace before we know what the condition of Noah's character is. Right. Noah found grace, and then God describes Noah. And think about it. Noah was a just man. Okay, that seems meritorious and perfect in his generation. That seems meritorious. And Noah walked with God. No merit involved. Noah was with God, and all those other attributes were on on him on account of being with God.
0: Exactly. It's the order, though. It's not just obedience. It's obedience in conjunction with the walking with God. Is it true obedience? Well,
1: it's, it's true obedience. It's right. true
0: obedience because you can only have
1: proper obedience with walking with right. God. Right, right. You can You can willpower a lot of things. Okay? Some people have more willpower, greater willpower than other people. You can willpower a lot of things. Okay? But the difference between willpowering your way to a place, right? And we talked about this a little bit with the guy with the garment that shows up at the wedding. Um, you can willpower your way to a point, but the problem is when the when the time of accounting comes, God is not counting that. Because no matter how well you try it, you are a sinful being. I am a sinful being. And if I if I start today and I say, I am just I'm gonna be focused. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm gonna read the Bible a bunch of times, memorize all this stuff, and I'm only doing what I find there. And if from that day I do exactly what is found, with zero exception, okay, it does nothing to cover for what I did before.
0: Right.
1: It does nothing. The Lord is not gonna say, Well, you know what, you 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 were failing my class for <laughs> for more than half a semester, but you know, starting right after midterms, you kind of picked up and came along. I'm going to give you an A for the whole period. No, that's not how it works. I mean, now, if the professor decides to give me that, it's great. It's not because I was it. meritorious.
0: Yeah, and in this case, there's only A and F. It's a pass or fail class. So <laughs> those of us who are concerned <laughs> with grading on a curve, a B is not going to cut it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you know who ruined the curve, right?
0: Well, Jesus did, but... Um,
1: Christ. Yeah. His... All you have to have is that one guy who goes through the class and, and passes everything, and now your curve is right at the same place as the original. Right. And, and, and so we have to understand, those who walk with God will do the right things because you can't be in God's presence and doing wrong things. It doesn't right. work. Right. So right doing as a consequence of salvation is entirely different. From right doing as a means of salvation, and as soon as people right doing don't think means, look at consequence. Don't assume that 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 um, righteousness by works is what's being discussed. And here we have it: Noah found grace, and then it's described, just and perfect, because he walked with God. Right. Let's see. Okay, And it's, it's even more important when you look into King James, right? I'm going to read this, Genesis 6-9, as it is in the King James, without the supplied words. And the supplied words, whenever the translator figured, hey, I'm going to help this English along, because it's a little stunted without it. So the supplied words, if you're looking at the King James Bible, will be italicized. So you'll know that those words are the words that the translators supplied, and they were kind enough to let you know so you can read it without them. Verse 9 says this, These, the generations of Noah, Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, Noah walked with God. There's no and in those other two things. So whereas you can read just and perfect and walked, Without those ends, you're forced to acknowledge that just and perfect is walking with God.
0: Right. Very good point. So now, uh, the question I would have is, can we do that in this day? Because you look at Noah's day. Noah's day Mm -hmm. was full of wickedness. And yet he nor his family relied on excuses of the wickedness of the day. To say, well, you know, I just, you know, I can't just, I can't do it. I can't make it. They also, they also were able to separate themselves from what was going on in the world. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they use the same term that they use with Enoch, where Enoch walked with God. Mm -hmm. And the result of Enoch's walking with God was that he was saved.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right? And we know, and in contrast to what we read at the beginning of chapter six, right, Noah and his whole family are brought into the ark. His whole family consists of his wife, singular, his three sons, and their wives, singular for each of them. Right, right. Right? Like, we, we never draw that connection. We just think that they're disconnected. I've looked at commentaries, and they're like, oh, it doesn't seem like the first four verses are connected to anything. Oh, yes, yes, they very much are. The first eight verses are setting a tone, and then the contrast with those verses, right? Two things happen after verse eight. There's a contrast in the life of Noah to what you saw there, and there's a consequence for what you saw there to everyone else.
0: hmm
1: Right? No one lived in a time that is definitely worse than ours, and we can say that with all assurance because Christ has said that just before his coming, our time will be like Noah's. We're not quite there yet. It's close. He's even at the door. But the fact that he hasn't come yet means there's an opportunity for us to get worse, means that we're not at Noah's level yet. So no one lived in a time that was. Even in your best case scenario, equally bad as ours today. And he walked with God, and he was not through the prevailing foolishness of his era. So that makes he him have one wife, right? And to have one,
0: and it makes him uh, another one who destroys the grating on the curve because he can show, as a human, he was able to be just and mm-hmm. upright in a terrible time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and he didn't and think about this too. What we saw at the beginning of the chapter was the corruption of even the godly seed. Yes. And he didn't fall into that.
0: Yep. He was able to stay separate. That must have been a powerful thing, but uh, the effort that he put in, oh, and I don't even want to use that phrase. Let me not state it like that. <laughs> the uh, the love that he had for God was Mm -hmm. rewarded in that his behavior set him apart from the others. And that enabled the Lord to uh, provide an outlet for his grace. Because that's really, God wanted to save everybody, and he gave a means to Mm -hmm. save everybody, whether or not they took, you know, that's one of the, the complaints that people have about God. Why does he allow evil to happen? But, as the scripture mm-hmm. says, he always allows a means of escape. Let no temptation, um, oh, I'm messing up the exact right. phrase. Right, with the, the temptation,
1: he'll make a way of escape. Exactly. temptation, you make a way of exactly. escape.
0: Exactly. So that we have the opportunity to have everlasting life. So it's not an issue of, oh, he's put us in this test that we can't possibly fail. He also gives us the answer sheet. He gives us the means of escape. All that stuff is available to us. Amen. So, what is your conclusion for this lesson? Or are we at a conclusion state for this lesson? Well, we're at a conclusion for today
1: <laughs> because we can't even get into the weed, not even into ark yet. Nope. Um, we're at a conclusion today, but this is, this is important. I, one of the things that I've wrestled with, and you and I have spoken about this at different times, is how in-depth do we go? Right, because we're not going to cover that many stories if we go at this pace. But I think (laughs) the purpose here is that we, you know, okay, fine. If we get through all these stories and and people are not any better off in terms of digging, then have we really benefited them? Have we really fulfilled the mission, the burden that God has put upon our heart? Whereas, if we dig into three stories, five stories, and people see how far you can dig. And they pick up the, the the slack on those other stories for themselves, prayerfully, and start to dig into stories that they knew, but, you know, they're like, let me go through this again just a little bit more microscopically. I think that'll be a better result at the end. So, you know, we, we're going to cover as much of the Bible as we can cover for the amount of time that we have to cover it. Um, but the goal is to dig deep and come away with things that are actionable for us today. Exactly and we have no excuse not to have a walk with God like Noah had, because we live in a time that is, at worst,
0: equal to Him. Right. Indeed. Well, on that note, we are going to once again state you can catch the the first chapter of this study on truewisdom.buzzsprout.com, and you mm-hmm. could also see all of the other... Uh, Lessons that we've done. Uh, remember, we we're available for questions. Uh, in fact, your questions may help us study something we have may we may have overlooked over time. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at TrueWisdom underscore Pod, P O D, and we will continue to seek out the answers to your questions as we continue to read the Bible. Uh, The Bible has many, many stories, many parts. In fact, one of the lessons I want to talk about is parts of the Bible that we don't understand and what we do with that. Mm. So continue to seek out our, our, our new episodes. We're available to you. And we pray that we're learning as we go. And we'll pray to close this lesson. Dear Lord, we thank you for your love and your kindness where you've given us a guide, you've given us a instruction manual to help us know how to navigate this life. It's not easy, but you know that it's not easy. And so you've provided markers for us and uh, the ability to navigate which will lead us to you. Continue to be with us as we do these lessons, that our eyes will be open and we'll learn what we need to learn so that we can share with others. Be with us and bless us and we will... We pray that we walk with you as Noah and Enoch and Jesus did. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you for listening, and we continue to pray with you and for you, and we hope that you will join us again for our next episode. Goodbye.